As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of Las Vegas where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, President Trump, politics, UFC, and none other better than talk about UFC than my partner, my producer, TJ DeSantis, my co-host. But TJ, I hope you're well. hope you had a great week. Hope you're COVID-19 free and everything's good. No, everything is amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Are you good? I'm great. I'm really good. I'm getting ready to drive to Vegas. I'm not flying. I'm driving. Uh, going to make the trip, get up there, get tested, get back, know that I'm clean, hug my mom, and then not hug her again for another two weeks after I step outside and go to a store. That's pretty much it. Got to so, do what you got to do, right? Got to do what you got to do. But, you know, right now to talk about things happening, talk about the UFC, talk about the exciting fights ahead and talking about and with one of the most exciting fighters that I've seen recently to enter the octagon. Let me bring on somebody who I'm a huge fan of and becoming friends with. I think this man has the it factor. I think his future is dynamic. None other than Sugar, Sean O'Malley. Sean, how are you? That's it, baby. Show those biceps. Yep. Let's see it. You got I'm doing it. Fan- I'm doing fantastic. Just, uh, just got home, actually. Just got home from L.A. Uh, beautiful Los Angeles. How was COVID-19 Los Angeles? Was people distancing wearing masks? Or were they getting close and saying hi, Sean? A little bit of both. Uh, right. it, it was right. weird there compared to here. Um, the they're a lot more strict over there than they are in Arizona. Yeah, well, you know what's happening in Arizona right now, Sean. Uh, this is something we were going to talk about later. While you brought up the subject, since the people were since it lightened up in the state, okay, in the last ten days, fifty-five percent of people infected with COVID-19 in the state of Arizona have been infected in the last 10 days. Really? Yes, there used to be, I just got off my phone with one of my best friends who lives there. He's completely sequestered again, and he's been putting out the stats. Here's a stat that'll blow you away. 10 days ago, there were an average of 200 cases a day being reported in Arizona. They are over 2,000 a day now in 10 days. No way. Damn. Over 2,000 a day. And he lives in a community that has a bunch of retired baseball players, guys in their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, whatever. Many, many of them are sick with COVID right now. This is not just Damn. about over 60. It's about being safe. Mask, wash hands, wash hands, mask, wash hands, wash hands, distancing. Sorry, that's the case. It's killing the dating game, but we got to do what we got to do. And it'll make your game better because you'll be flirting with girls through a mask. Let's put it this way. <laughs> hey, I, <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. I, I'm curious. Have you guys found yourself like lightening up your own personal protocols? Because I think most people, since this whole thing started, you know, started pretty strong, pretty strict, and then... We just get sort of used to it, right? So I feel like I see less and less masks. I see more people uh, shaking hands or, or embracing more than ever before. And, and I, I know that's not what you're supposed to do, but I feel like the longer this is a thing, the less likely people are to sort of keep vigilant about it. I'm sure that's out there. I'm sure people feel that way. But the bottom line is for me to answer your question, I treat it like I did five months ago. I act like I'm sick walking out the door and I don't want to infect anybody. Right. I wear a mask. I keep my distance. I do what I got to do. I've got a, 
my beautiful 93 year old mother. That's all I think about. And there's not Nothing's going to happen to her. And I'm 63 years old, even though, you know, I can move and shake like most 40, 30 year olds. But the bottom line is I'm 63 years old. Right. You know? Yeah. I I have to remind myself that you're over 60 all the time, Bruce. Yeah. I didn't didn't even think about that. You don't seem like that. No. Thanks. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Sean. Still got still got the six pack. I do my laundry on my stomach once in a while. That's about it. (laughs) What about you, Sean? Have you been able to uh, sort of. I mean, how how did you approach all of this? Did you kind of like avoid shaking hands, and and uh, how have you embraced fans uh, when you when you go out? Yeah, I'm not I'm not very good at. I don't watch the news ever. I don't follow any. I don't follow any of that. So I probably haven't been doing very good. But I just flew flew from L.A. to Phoenix today. Um, you know, I've been washing my hands. We obviously had. It, you have to wear a mask when you're there, so right. wear a mask and and all that. But before when it all started, you know, I was I don't do much. I go to the gym and I come home. That's my routine um, when I'm not doing media and stuff. Like I was just in LA, I, I go to the gym, I come home, I go to the store sometimes, uh, but that's about it. So for me, nothing really had changed. I'm I was I'm just around the same group of people that that I'm always around. It's right. always the same training partners for the most part. So, right. um, but yeah, definitely scary now that those numbers are starting to increase so much. But I think as long as I just continue to train with the same group of guys and, and stay home, I think I'll be all right. I, I think you know, Sean's actually kind of smart though, by avoiding the news to a certain extent, because there's a lot of stuff that if you, if you go looking for it, you'll get kind of led down the wrong rabbit hole. And like, I, I don't know, like we, we need to move forward we need to get life back to normal. But like, there's a lot of stuff that just convinces you that this is all nothing to worry about. And there's a lot of stuff that will make you, like, lock your doors and draw the shades and never go outside again. And, and like anything, I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. All right. you have to do every day is put in Arizona COVID numbers. Right comes right up. You know exactly what's happening in your town. And, yeah. you know, your, your training mates and everything, that's great. The question is how are they when they're not training right. with you is right. a big question. But listen, we've got to be diligent. We've got to get through this. And, and we're, I want to go into your career, Sean. The last thing I'm going to say on the COVID-19 situation, it affects your training. It affects your lifestyle. It affects a lot of stuff. I hope it's not affecting your training to be the best you can be as you always are when you step in the octagon. But until we get through and have a vaccine, until we get through November to see if it's going to surge again, because right now it's hot weather. How hot is it in Arizona right now? 110? It's got to be. Th- I haven't looked, but it's got to be up there. Okay, so think about this. They say, well, when it gets hot, it kills the virus. Obviously, that isn't so, okay? That's not the case. So just be careful. Mask, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands, right? I'm uh, I'm, I'm curious what you're eating right now. Is that like a bowl of cereal? No, I don't eat cereal. What is it? Um, It's it's just some yogurt and granola with some berries on top. See, that's the mark of an athlete, you know? That's my breakfast. I have have granola. I have blueberries. I have banana. I uh, put honey in there, a scoop of protein powder. And uh, almond milk, and that's my morning breakfast. Yeah, that can't beat it. I mean, I yeah, see that perfect. hair, and I immediately think you're uh, having like tricks or something. You know what I mean? Hey, like with all the colors. I wore my, I wore my green shirt. Yeah, I know. There's a uh, lot of colors on the screen right now. I, I got the green shirt on in honor of Sean. I, I, I knew we we're going to see some green in the hair, so I wanted to make yep. sure I fit the image. Hey, on Sean, uh, r- real quick, on our on our post fight show, uh, Dean Thomas and I were talking about Sean's uh, marketability, and with the hair and everything, like. I'm telling you, we need. I, I know you probably don't eat Skittles, but we need to get you in like a Taste the Rainbow commercial, Sean. Like, like you, you, you eat a Skittle and all of a sudden the hair comes out like that. <laughs> yeah, maybe if, if the money was right, I try not to promote uh, 
shit food and 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 stuff that I I don't eat. So I try to try to stick with it. But if they can come out with a healthy right uh, a skittle, I think that would be a pretty cool. Maybe like idea. the salad bar. I mean, there's the, every color you got yeah, in your hair yeah. right now is a vegetable, Got right? Carrot, yeah. Carrot, some some spinach. Um, yeah. Have you had to maintain egg. that since the fight? Do you put color in that after, since the fight, or is that just what it was? No, I've been I've been maintain I've been uh, taking good care of my hair. My girl does hair. She's a I like to say she's a black belt in hair. She's right. been doing it for ten years, and she she's telling me do this, do that, don't do this. So I've been been taking good care of it. You're like a walking advertiser for her. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. All right, here's my here's my turn. Okay, Sean, before I'm an announcer, before I'm a manager, before I do anything I've done running all the companies I've run, I'm a marketer. I build brands, okay? I look at you since the first day I saw you walk in the octagon, performing, taking a break, winning a fight, doing everything you've done and carrying yourself in the way you carry yourself, even with your enjoyment of cannabis and everything that you do, right, which is all wonderful. You have the it factor. You have the it factor to be one of the most popular fighters as you're becoming in the UFC, both by your performance, both by the way you handle yourself in and out of the octagon. Even when you come to a show and you're not fighting and you know you dress, you're, you're right. fitting your image, you're, you're building your brand, concentrate on that. i tell you what I see for TJ. I see for Sean. I just text uh, Dave. He's going to answer me right now. You ever see the MMA bobbleheads? The um, bobbleheads? Of me? Okay. I think you would make an incredible MMA bobblehead. Not going to make you rich. But it's going to be a really part of your brand, okay? Yeah. Do, the, so do they I'm have fact, enough colors? I mean, man, there's a lot well, of colors that go into the Sean O'Malley bobblehead. Yeah, but I look what they did they with mine. They would, huh? Someone, someone, I, I think was it Reebok? Someone made one. Really? Yeah, they they did they did a decent job. They could have. I felt like it was a, uh, it was average. I felt like they could have definitely made it better, um, but it was decent. But but they did have one. So version one, version one's already in the can. They can, uh, they can come out with version two, have it refined a little bit. Hey, I had round round five did one of me and, and Jax and all this t- uh, specific and all that. Nothing like an MMA bobblehead. I'm waiting for his answer, and I will tell you, but if I can set this up for you, I will. I guarantee you in the future he's going to want you. Yeah, no problem. I'm ha- I, cool. Listen, Thank you. one thing about me, Sean, when I respect you as a person, respect you as a fighter, as I do most all UFC fighters, um, but you've got, again, you've got this future. And if I can bring you something and throw it over to you, trust me, I'm going to do it. Okay? I appreciate that. Thank you. And, and Bruce, Thanks. you've been talking about Sean immediately since he showed up on the, on the Contender Series as someone that was really marketable and, and had a, a big future in front of him. You identified that uh, pretty quickly. Because I see it. I see it right out of the gate. It's what, I, it's, it's what I'm supposed to be doing in my position. And I'm, not, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be patting myself on the back, but you have to recognize potential greatness when you see it. Right. And if you don't, then there's no potential. That's the way I look yeah. at it. What do they say? You know? Game game recognizes game? Yeah, game recognizes game. Exactly. Okay, I, I like that. I just got a message back from Dave Manley, who owns MMA Bobblehead. Hi, Bruce. Thanks for thinking of me. Um, he said you had one made by the UFC last year, is what he said. Oh, okay, that's what it was. But he'd like to see if you're interested for sure. Are you interested? Yeah, absolutely. I think, okay. uh, I think that would be a beautiful idea, especially if it could be created correctly. Oh, <laughs> have you ever seen these? I, I feel like... Did he do Here. a Connor one? Give me one second. Uh-oh. Buffer's going to go. Buffer's going to go find it. See, now now he's on a mission, <laughs> Sean. He, he's not only going to get this deal for you, he's going to try to get it done before the end of the show. Which, uh, That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, it's time to make deals with Bruce Buffer. Oh, there he goes. All right, what does he got yeah. here? 
We'll be here all day if he starts pulling out I toys. No, I got it. I got it. I mean, you got all, all these right. collectibles. There we go. Comes Look at that beautiful box. Damn, that is a tight box. It's a tight box. It's, you know, it's it's signed the way it works. Damn. See, oh, that shit. looks good. There we yeah, are. it looks good. And up. Oh. Dun, 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 dun. Look at oh. that. Oh, I, I just oh. broke my. You arm. broke it. <laughs> I oh broke no. It before. I got so many of these up. There's only a thousand made, but. Damn. Oh, look at that. They're, they're colored. Yeah, highlight on the, the cards, even. So the card is the actual Chris Weidman, Anderson Silva. The first time they ever fought, they reenacted it and hand-painted it. This is That's all hand-painted, Sean. Wow. Hand -painted. Man, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if the painters right. want anything to do with hand-painting Sean O'Malley's uh, bobblehead. They will eat <laughs> yeah, it up. Gonna... They will eat it up. Take, take a while. All right, TJ, do me a favor. Yeah. Um, shoot me Sean's info. I'm going to give it to Dave, sure. and Dave will take it. They will contact you. His name is Dave Manley. Okay? Perfect. Thank you, Bruce. Okay. All right. So with that being said, Sean, you fought in the UFC. Uh, here we go. How to contact. Sorry, I get business done. Business is done. Okay. Um, you fought in the UFC now, and you fought four times or five yes. times. You know, you count the uh, Dana White, the Contender Series. All right. So, you know, he went to the uh, 26 finale, Terry and Ware, you got UFC 22. Uh, Andre, you picked up and, and put down 248, Jose Quiones, and recently the very, very tough, very tough Eddie Wineland. So when you see the pedigree of fighters that you're going through and you realize the fighters you have in front of you, that it could be the ones that they put you in front of, A, don't tell us anything we're not supposed to know. I assume you've talked with the matchmakers. Um, Sean Shelby's your matchmaker, right? Correct. Yeah. So let's ask you. Who do you use? What is your next move? An obvious question you get asked all the time. What's your next move? Who's the next fighter? I know what your goal is, is to have gold wrapped around your, your waist. I definitely see it in your future. I really do. But what, where do you want to go? What's the next step? Yeah, I think uh, continuing to, to kind of slowly increase the competition would be the, the more intelligent thing to do as far as a businessman and a career, career choice. Because obviously I fight someone in the top five, top six. You know, there's only you, I beat them. Then there's only a certain amount of guys that can fight, and then you kind of get in a, a position like Connor, where you're only taking huge fights, and you're only taking huge fights against other huge people. And then mm -hmm. if those guys aren't available, then you're not fighting for six months. So I definitely want to, you know, continually, slowly um, uh, increase the competition. Uh, I think we're doing that good. I think Jose from Eddie from Jose was perfect. Um, so I think continuing to do that would be the right business choice. And I think that's what UFC is going to do. They're a really smart company. They've got a lot of intelligent people working for them. So, you know, that's probably what's next is the next, you know, so who's better than Eddie, a little bit better than Eddie. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, probably Cheeto. I know he lost his last fight, but, but then UFC thought he won, you know, Jose Aldo's coming off a loss, but UFC thought he won and he's fighting, fighting for the belt. So you know, that has a lot to do with the, the, the judges, I mean, the UFC can kind of do that, you know. So mm -hmm. I think I think that might make sense, but still have to talk with UFC and figure out what what they're thinking. Uh, I I don't know. The thing right now it's, that kind of sucks is it's either Vegas or Fight Island. So it's either a small cage or a big cage. And I'd way rather fight in a bigger cage, but I'd way rather fight in Vegas. So it, it kind of sucks having to pick from that because I really do think a, a bigger cage will. You know, it benefits me. This a smaller cage benefits most grapplers, um, but I, I think probably, hopefully August. I'm I'm planning on August. I think that would be perfect. August, Vegas, Sugar Show returns. That's what I'm thinking.
Yeah, I was going to say you're talking about Fight Island, which uh, I'm scheduled for three shows in Fight Island for the, uh, yeah, three. I'll be there for two weeks. Damn. Um, so doing that, and then there's a fourth show, which I'm not going to do. I'm scheduled for four shows in Vegas. So the smaller octagon, I agree with you. The bigger octagon benefits you. It benefits mm-hmm. you the way you move, the way you move around. I mean, I like elevators, but then there's the small octagon, <laughs> the bigger octagon. I watch that. I watch that. <laughs> yeah, I, I like small spaces when I'm going. Um, so with that being the case, all kidding aside, I think Vegas would be a great thing for you. I think it's also a great thing because I don't know if you want to travel all the way like I have to to Abu Dhabi and go through everything we have to go through. I don't. Yeah. And also fighting in Arizona heat that's even hotter and more arid than Arizona. Well, it's it's human, I think, right? Is, isn't the humidity a factor over there too? There is humidity. I'll tell you why. It's hot and it's humid. And the reason I know this, it, it works, I drank like three bottles of water during that show, I last show I did in Yaz Island. Mm-hmm. It was so hot. I didn't have to go to the bathroom. Why? Re- wow. It's all coming out. Wow. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I believe was, that. I, believe I was it. sweating through my jacket, you know, so we'll see what's going to happen on the beach. Who knows? Maybe you'll I'll have, do it in a bathing suit. Yeah, you'll have to dress accordingly. I've got my tailors working on it right now, my friend. Yeah, I'm going to bring the I'm lightest sure. weight jackets possible. There's no question. Otherwise, well, I'm in style. That's it. Oh, always in style. But, yes, you know, sir. during the day, I'm a surfer. So bathing suit, Lululemon oh, by day, tuxedo by night. Perfect. There you go. Yeah. You know, I, I hate to say it, though. You know, Sean, you're talking a little bit about that small cage favoring grapplers. You know, I got to call that quintet ultra that you did, and, and I, I saw you tap okay. out Takanori Gomi. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah. man. Like, I, I feel like the MMA world hasn't really experienced it yet, but Sean O'Malley's a grappler. Like it or not, Dude. Sean O'Malley's a grappler. It, it's nice to get a little recognition from that because, which is, it's okay. It'll, it'll happen. It'll come out. Dude, I grapple more than I do anything. I, I mean, I'm a, I feel like I'm turning into more of a grappler than I am a striker. Of course, if I can keep it standing, you know, I feel like no one can touch me there. So why not stay there? But we hit the ground. It's a different story. I'm not it, like, I mean, I'm, I'm getting under everyone's skin. I know Henry's talking on the Joe Rogan, bringing me up, um, saying I need to work on my wrestling and grappling. But that, that's what I'm doing. I've been working on my grappling. Yeah, like you said, I submitted talking to Gomez. I went eight minutes with Gilbert Melendez. Um, I've got I've got a really good uh, jujitsu, especially for MMA. Yeah, you know. No, you so do. To that. You do, and Henry Cejudo is going to criticize everybody when it comes to wrestling because how many people are up of to course. his pedigree of wrestling? Yeah. So I could he's going to be. Well, that. well yeah, let's be honest. Gonna... Henry's going to criticize everybody when he's in that yeah, Triple everybody. C character. You know, yeah. he's, a, he's a cool cat. Yeah. Let me bring up something about Sean that the audience might not know. I mean, I always said, and I believe this because I used to teach uh, black belts in jujitsu how to strike. You know, I, w- I used to come in and spar with them and teach them and the whole bit. And that they, ground fighters do not adapt to striking as well as strikers can adapt to ground fighting is what I found in my experience. So I think you have a huge advantage. And yeah. people also, when it comes to the rounded mixed martial art techniques, People have to understand that, yeah, you're 12 and 2 in MMA, right? You're basically 5 and 0 in the UFC. You're 11, excuse me. No, you're, you're 12 and 0, right? In MMA, yeah. of which five of your fights undefeated are in UFC. Previous to that, you're 4 and 0 in kickboxing. And you've also had two professional boxing fights, if my research is correct. So yeah, you- I, I had, I had a, it was, one was considered a semi pro. Um, but yeah, knocked that dude out cold. Then I had a pro boxing ma- match and broke that dude's jaw. So, yeah, I I feel pretty well-rounded everywhere. That's a lot of fights. It's a lot of fights, but where I'm going to say that he is a grappler, as soon as I see you pull off the one you love the most, the high-elbow guillotine, you pull off a high-elbow guillotine, who's going to question the grappling technique of Sean O'Malley? Dude, 
I will 100%. I locked it up on Andre. Um, I just didn't have that, that muscle that I have now. I wasn't working with the strength and conditioning coach that I'm working with now back then. But, um, dude, I, I'm going to lock that up 100%. Someone's getting choked uh, with, in my UFC. Multiple people end up getting choked when it's all said and done. But if someone does are able to take me down, I know Jose Quinones, his goal it had to have been take me down. You know, he's got jiu-jitsu tattooed on his chest. So I, I, was, <laughs> I was prepared to choke him. Um, I was prepared to choke Eddie, even though I knew I figured he wouldn't try to take me down. But I figured after I cracked him about seven times, he was going to be diving for my legs. So I know eventually someone's going to, you know, maybe get a hold of me and it's not going to be the right move for them. One of my favorite things about mixed martial arts is the ability to set up submissions via strikes and by Mm -hmm. strikes. I mean, on the feet, Cole Miller was uh, good at uh, hurting some guys on the feet and would even drop them and then would throw them in a rear naked choke before they could get back to their feet. I think right. that's something that Sean is probably going to be able to do uh, throughout his career. But also, too, Sean, like the way that your uh, you know body type is for your weight class, you have length on a lot of people uh, on the feet, but that also carries over uh, on the floor as well, not only from you know inside the guard where you can do some ground and pound stuff, but you can use your uh, length on the floor to make people uncomfortable inside your guard and, and, and tie them up in ways that I think other fighters that are a little more squat can't. Do you do jiu-jitsu? A long time ago, not anymore. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's that's accurate. I think uh, the long, lengthy body type that I have is really good for striking, but I think it's even you know almost it's just as good for grappling. Um, being able to throw up submissions off my back and elbows, and and even if someone's standing over me, kicks to the to the face, it's I'm deceivingly long from down there. So, and and I have a lot of tools off my back a lot of sweeps a lot of submissions a lot of get up so you know I'm, I'm definitely focused on um focused on the ground game for the last couple of years what, what you also have is a tremendous amount of confidence which you should have believing in yourself because you proved that you should believe in yourself but right. the two aspects your length your reach when i watch you and your ability to maintain distance against the, your opponents where people, you know, might get locked up and their opponent gets in under their elbows. Your ability to move around, you know, whether it's switching left to right, right to left, whatever. And your spinning techniques, you know, you're, you're really good at your spinning techniques, which my, my, my favorite shot in kickboxing was a spinning bottom fist, okay? I used to love that. You know, left, right, boom, spinning bottom fist, catch them on the way back. I see that in you in so many different ways. The, the variables that you can switch up and change being a true mixed martial artist, it's got to be deceiving to your opponents because no matter how many tape they watch, whatever they watch of you, there's no normalcy. You know, you right. adapt and you switch. And it's just going to get more so as you get more experience with your reps. Yeah, I feel like I, and I've said this before, I feel like I have the best striking in, in MMA. I think I can do the most techniques out of you know anybody that I know of. And I'm not talking, I don't mean that in a bad way. Like even um, Israel Adesanya, I think his striking is extremely high level. But he's just like so, like, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm a little guy. I can move. I can do more. I feel like I can spin. I, I spin really, I spin really fast. And I can have a lot of different techniques that come with spins. Um, you know, I feel like I'm going to be, I'm going to change the game of striking in MMA throughout my career. You know, I'm already getting people already hitting the bag trying to do the spin and stuff that I do and hitting mitts like that. And um, I think every fight I land something spinning that that the reason Eddie, I beat I knocked him out the way I did was I landed a spinning body kick right to his liver. And I've dropped so many people with that same kick. It just shows you how tough Eddie is. He, he 
I hit him in the liver and he tr- he tried to act being tough and tried to throw a right hand and right when I landed that body kick that, that yeah. I knew it, I'm just I'm taking over from here. Liver kick shuts down the entire body. I, I took it one does. one time and it shut Ooh. me down. Oh, it's horrible. Been there. I've been there. You know the thing is too is that um, with all that and with all that being said, there's another aspect of you that I think applies into the octagon and the way you're fighting. When I interview people, sure, we'll talk about fighting techniques, we'll talk about your career, we'll talk about everything, but I like to know more about the man, okay? Mm-hmm. When I see some of your past thing, when I was going through my research here, you worked with mentally disabled people in a group home, right? I that, did, is not yeah. a, that is not a job that people choose just randomly. You have to have, unless you needed the money, you have to have some heart. You have to have some feeling and care yeah. for the people you're working for. How long did you do that? Yeah, no, I, did, I definitely did that out of, like, searching for that, like, that job. I, I thought that would be, you know, because I've never been the type of person that wants to work a 9 to 5. I never wanted to work 40 hours a week. But I'm like, that. this was during the time where I had came to Phoenix for 10 days, and I'm like, I need to live, I need to train here. I got beat up every single day, and I left crying. I was 18 years old. I need to be down in Phoenix. I, so I went back to Montana um, and looked for a full-time job. I needed to make, I needed to save $2,000 while right. I was paying off my car. So I, I looked for a full-time job. I found it. I was working 40 hours a week there. And, and looking back on it, there was it was never like, God, I have to go to work. There was eight clients, and I, they, were, they were my friends. They were awesome. I loved them. Um, I'd bring them to work there, where they would go to kind of do, do their work. But for the most part, we were just there at their house. It was a group house. They had eight bedrooms, and we were just kind of helping them live their normal lives. They'd do help nice. them with their chores. And yeah, so I did that for 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 about eight nine months. Um, loved it, and then I had an opportunity when I was playing a lot of Fortnite to go play uh, for in, in this pro am tournament. Um, and it, it was a charity event, so the money that I won, I got to pick a charity for it to go to. Um, and I I found a special needs place here in Phoenix and, and messaged them, and we got that figured out. So yeah, no, that's definitely. Uh, something I, I've enjoyed doing and would really love uh, to figure out how to be a more of a part of it here in Phoenix. That says a lot about you, Sean. It says a lot about you in many different ways. I don't even need to, need to say why. If people listening don't realize why, then they don't get it. I get it. It says a lot about you, my friend. Hey, really, I, I, really cool. I'm, I'm curious how uh, how good your Fortnite game is. That was my next question. <laughs> <laughs> I played, I, I'm playing Call of Duty the last four, three, four months yep. right now. I've just been playing Call of Duty. I haven't played Fortnite in a while. But I felt like I was decent. But I also know, you know, when you're when you're high level in anything, you understand what it takes to be high level at that. Mm-hmm. So for me, I and I and I was around those high level Fortnite players. It's just different levels. I was yeah. never even close to as good as them. But I, I was pretty good for being, you know, a professional fighter. <laughs> right. Sure. You know, I I just made a note of this because I'm I'm into esports. I'm announcing mm-hmm. esports. I've appeared for esports. That's I'm awesome. about to sign an exclusive deal with a big esports organization. Woo! Congrats, so I, I'm making note when they, when they call a duty, whatever, they're going to want UFC people like you. They're going to want yes, something. Sir. I take notes of this and I don't bullshit. Oh. Okay. I'm telling you, if there's an avenue, you're going to get a call from me and Thank you're going to get in yeah, this thing. Call me. I'm, I'm down with that. Cause I, I enjoy, I really enjoy game and I, I've been streaming uh, on Twitch for over two years and, and uh, that's something I really enjoy. It, it's so easy to connect with the fans on Twitch because my channel is not too big to where I can't read the messages. Like some of those big streamers where it's like, right. I can read the, pretty much every message to the guys that are, you know, subscribed to me. Even if they're not, I, I read most of the messages. 
Um, so it's super cool to be able to connect to the fans through that. That's hey, Sean, cool. That, if you're doing, I'm sorry, TJ. No, Sean, yeah, Sean, if you're doing that, um, I do a lot of video and audio intros for streamers, for gamers that on Twitch. Would be- Okay, as my favor to you, because obviously I charge for this stuff, but yeah. my brother, UFC brother, Dude. Um, TJ, make, uh, text Sean my info, or just, I'll tell you, info at Bruce Buffer, wherever, info at BruceBuffer.com, email me. We'll connect email you me. guys after the show. Yeah, yeah. connect me. Perfect. Give me a little script. Let me do something for you with it, and tell that me if you want an audio so or video. Sweet. That would be I'm, so cool. I'm filming today. If I get this in the next hour and you want a video, I'll do something for you, Sean. Dude, that would be so cool. I'm going to message some of my Twitch buddies and say, let's brainstorm a, a good intro or something. That would be fucking awesome. I'll film, get it done. I'll film one for you next week. Okay. That would be so cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. I know that's it, a, that's a hefty, hefty charge. Otherwise, thank you. Not hey. for my brothers. Not for my brothers. I appreciate it. Hey, thank Sean, uh, how do people find you on Twitch? Do you have a URL for that? Yeah. Uh, it's Sugar Show. S-U-G-A, Sugar Show underscore O-G. Nice. Oh, yeah. I would. I, I'll have so much fun with that. Come on, get that thing to me. I'll make it really cool okay, for you. Okay, yeah, that'll be sweet. I'm excited because my, my Twitch stream, will bl- they'll go crazy. They'll love it. Hopefully it awesome. doesn't get too big, though. There's something charming about that ability to keep uh, something that is open like that to the public still small, like you're talking about, you know, reading all the, the messages yeah. and stuff. That, that's, that's a cool way to connect with people. Hey, it people is. are signing million-dollar contracts in esports hey. right now, so you never know what Ooh. could happen. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's the thing. I'm trying to, you know, I'm all, I'm also a businessman in, 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 I'm a businessman and a fighter, so I'm trying to make that money outside of fighting too, because I know this isn't going to last forever. Smart. Think beyond your guns. Get ready for yeah. after. Sean, let me ask you a question on the weed factor. You know, yeah. I mean, cannabis, we support it. We think it's great. CBDs, the benefits of it. You know, beyond abusing it. You know, you can abuse anything. Absolutely. 100%. Everything in moderation. Uh, TJ, you know this too. So fill me in, guys. What is, are you allowed to smoke now up to a fight or do you have to like stay off when they come test you? Where's the status of marijuana right now with fighters? What is the deal? Yeah. So say you saw, I don't have a fight coming up. You saw it came to my house right now. They're not going to test for weed. Okay. It doesn't matter. Um, the day of the fight, that's when you have to either, it depends what state you're in. And I know Nevada is a little bit more lenient than places like Texas, Texas. You have pretty much any THC in your system and you're getting suspended you're getting in trouble um in nevada i've never had an issue with it because i'm i always quit far enough out but i know you're allowed to have a certain amount which i think is a little bit more than most places but i've never i've never played the game i've never risked it i've never thought uh maybe one more i'm, I'm usually a good good uh close to three weeks out and i'm, I'm pretty much done with it that was my next question because i know it takes three weeks to get out of your system usually so basically but, yeah. what you're saying is before any fight three weeks done right yeah no for me i think even i if i i think i could even smoke probably a week before and still be okay and still test under the, under the limits because you can still have some in your system but why and, take but I'm the chance a, yeah exactly and i'm going through a full weight cut to where it probably won't be in my system but it, for me it's a it's a discipline thing it's like once when i'm in camp i'm so disciplined and cutting out marijuana is is another discipline thing you know it's another benefit advantage for me mentally like I'm just, I'm in control of my life. I don't need, you know, marijuana. I don't need, and, it, and, and plus it makes you snacky as hell at night. So <laughs> the munchies, baby. <laughs> exactly. You know, that, so that, it's, a, it's not too bad for me. Your <laughs> ability to cut it out, I think, is actually a strong piece of evidence on why it, it's really not a problem for uh, a lot of people recreationally. And the benefits that come with it, I mean, we haven't even really gone, you know, down that rabbit hole on this show. I don't think we need to. We all really know the benefits at, at this point. Uh, but like, 
when you look at uh, marijuana and, you know, some people say it's, it's a performance enhancer mentally. Uh, I, I don't know how many mental performance Maybe for enhancers. Maybe 30 minutes. Yeah, but, but you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, Nick and Nate always talked about how it would help them process their training and things like that. But, yeah. but you know, one thing that I, we, we do know, uh, CBD has a lot of benefits, and, and USADA has completely uh, allowed just straight CBD, and, and that's huge. Are, are you someone that uses CBD every day, Sean? Yeah, I think C- yeah, I do. I have a, a sponsor, Cushley, who, who sends me CBD, so I'm I'm taking that like it's you know it's it, it the benefits that CBD has is you know almost be stupid not to take it right. if, if there's no side effects. Yeah, for right. for a lot of people, I've heard that it's actually replaced things like ibuprofen uh, for them. And yeah. man, like if you can use something natural to you know get pain relief uh, and reduce inflammation, like yeah, you always should go that route. Yeah. Uh, I agree. So now I have one big question for you. Um, Indica or sativa? (laughs) I'm a, I'm a sativa dude for sure. I I like a sativa. My favorite, favorite time to smoke. If I, if I had a pick would be before, um, a gi jujitsu class, but not, not like a, not a competition, hard, hard training, but more of a flowy jujitsu. Um, that, that, that would probably be my main time smoking, but a sativa, and flowing with the boys is is so fun. Have you uh have you ever looked into the uh, benefits of uh, microdosing and like hallucinogenics? They they've been coming out with that a lot. They've been using yeah. uh, things like that to uh, sort of do some medical research, and, and it's gonna be interesting to see what the scientific thought process is on that uh, moving forward. Because apparently, like there's a lot of benefits from mic- microdosing in that way. Yeah, I've t- I've been. I've taken mushrooms probably for the last five years or so. Um, just kind of more so when I feel like I'm dealing with something that I need to dig a little bit deeper into myself, into my childhood, something I can't figure out. Um, I'm a huge advocate for, for using those kind of drugs as a, as a medicine. Um, I have microdosed. Um, but I feel like if for like, you definitely have to be in a, in a healthy mindset, right. in a stable mindset and not be, you know, dealing with them too much, and, and I'm I'm an advocate also for doing it in a safe environment. I don't think like mushrooms. It's not something you're going to go party with. It's something you should use as a right. you know as a tool to dig deeper and figure out shit that you need to get through. Yes, yeah, like a spiritual well, you know, sort of thing. I think Ian McCall actually has started a company where he's taking people on spiritual trips through that and, and, oh, and doing cool. it in a, a really unique uh, sort of way. So I, I think you the know. entire world's uh, idea on what that is and what it isn't is going to change uh, quite rapidly. Well, plus the effects they're finding in mushrooms and psilocybin has on depression and, and many yeah, other yeah. things. And and then, you know, there's, the, of course, the taking the mushrooms in a tea or eating them raw. And you got to be careful. You could overdose, not overdose, but way dose oh, yeah. a little too much. You should always have somebody there that's kind of like a chaperone to the situation, right. make sure everybody's cool. But microdosing, the way they make mushrooms now, they actually, TJ, they make it in chocolate bars and stuff like that. Yeah, where right. The, the effect of the microdose is half of the full effect, but the results the next day, as I'm reading all the research on it, it's really beneficial. And that's why states are adopting it now and yep. legalizing. Yeah. And the more you know? it runs toward regulation, the more, you know, safe and, and overseen it's going to be. And uh, people are going to have a better uh, ability to do it the, the right way. So, yeah, it, it'll yeah. be interesting to see where we're at soon. Exactly. I think Sean- just need to continue to educate people the correct way and, and, in, in the real way instead of like marijuana back in the day and tricking people and 
Reefer Madness. There yeah. will always be people who uh, do it the wrong way. There will always be people who abuse it. And there will always be people who do it correctly. So it's yeah. going to be hard to judge all that. Sean, we're going to go into some news. Do you want to stay with us? We're going to be done in about yeah, sure. I'm done. 10 minutes. All right, cool. So let me go into some stuff here, guys. And again, Sean, thank you so much for sharing your attitude and your, your views on your yeah. fighting and everything else. It's really, it's refreshing. Um, so all these events are being canceled now. And Nathan's hot dog eating contest is going to go on kind of like we do at UFC. It's going to be a private location, no fans, the whole bit. They just opened up all the gyms here uh, with distancing and everything in California. I work out and train at Golds in Venice, the classic Golds organization. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's you know I've known for years, he goes there when it opens in the morning or very early in the morning. He walked in, it uh, was yesterday or the day before, he was going to train wearing his mask, but Golds is not telling people to wear a mask while they train, so he walked out. He's not going to train anymore to gym unless people wear a mask. I go there all the time. I did. I've not been there in four months. I've been training in my home gym and getting great workouts in various ways, swimming, everything I do. Um, gotten in really good shape, and honestly, I don't miss the gym. I'm not going back to Gold's Gym either. I'm not going to take the chance until this thing gets under control. That's just my opinion and my view. We all have to do what we have to do, you especially, Sean, the way you have to train, most definitely. You ever miss the ladies at the gym, though? Checking I be, the chicks? I'd be a fool if I said I didn't like the visual game, you know, of course. I mean, there's, you know, you got all the fitness girls and goals and everything. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, no, we all have healthy mental attitudes, of course. I mean, it's yeah. always enjoyable. One thing about goals in respect to what you said, yes, you've got the, the, you know, the beautiful, the fit, everybody, every woman is beautiful in her own way. They're there getting in shape. They're doing their thing. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a very motivating gym because you've got a lot of fitness people, a lot of, I'm not a bodybuilder, but you got the bodybuilder type people go there to work out. Okay, there's gyms where people go just to pose and socialize. People go there to work out. It's very motivating. That's why I like Golds. Right. A lot That's of people awesome. try to go get like a secondhand workout, but it doesn't work that way. You can't just be around people <laughs> working out and get the benefits from it. No, it's, it's a little difficult. I've tried. So, guys, let, let me ask you guys a question. Um, you know, of course, we're going through the very serious thing, and we're all becoming more aware, and it's unifying people with the protests and everything that's going on under the Black Lives Matter that has been happening. And then there's other things that are happening as a result in business. Do you guys like Aunt Jemima syrup? Did you have that when you were a kid? Uh-uh. TJ? Uh, I mean, I think we were Mrs. Butterworth family. I don't know. I don't yeah. I just it's syrup syrup. You know you you've seen Aunt Jemima syrup, right? Sure. No I more. Haven't. Gone. It's gone. It's gone. Okay. On. All right. Yeah. It's uh the stereotype that they have it pictured with and you're going to see this happen too. I'm predicting I think that you're going to see this happen um with Mrs. Butterworth and some other things that are out there, people are very sensitive. They're doing what they feel they should do. There's a lot of reform, reform and many changes going on in our society with COVID yeah. and everything happening. This is another example. I mean, I'll, I'm all for progressive thinking, and, and if people are upset with that and, and want to eliminate things, I, I don't think there's a problem with it. You know, rebrand, remarket, re-strategize. Uh, let's make the yeah. world a better place. I agree with you completely. Absolutely. So I think it's a good move. We'll see how that develops. Uh, there's also another interesting thing here. Uh, oh, by the way, Sean, are you on Cameo? I'm not. I know there was like a, I was doing Talkie, which I think was a similar thing. Yeah, not um, as good. It's good, but not as good. Yeah, I'm not with Talkie anymore. I think they kind of stopped cutting out people, but uh, I'm not, no. Yeah, Buffer's going to get right. you on Cameo before the day's over, too. Well, you could do it yourself, but I, I'll introduce – when you get his information, I'll send him the information. Right. Um, I'll tell you exactly who to talk to. Because what's what's happening now with Cameo is in, in the sequestered society in which we live in, it is booming and going through the roof. There's two things that are booming and going through the roof. We're all doing Zoom 
you know, meetings and stuff like that, you know, in business, personal friends, having Zoom drinking sessions, party sessions, graduations. Zoom is now worth more than Uber and Cameo is thriving. It's crazy. Okay. Cameo just took in $50 million in financing. Now they're going to have Zoom meetings. Zoom is blowing up like crazy. I have my biggest month ever on Cameo doing Father's Day messages and everything going on. Oh, look at you. You see that one, TJ? Oh, you got the full concentration going on there. This is, uh, yeah, this is the healthiest way to inhale marijuana. So what do you do? It's called, a, it's called a volcano. It's a vaporizer. You just put it on the, you put, I'll show you. You put it on, on this thing right here. Turn it on, then it heats up to a certain temperature, which has, um, kills most of the carcinogens or all, I think even. And it's just oh, really? the healthiest way to inhale it. And for me, I used to smoke bongs, uh, joints, pipes, all that stuff. But lately, I've just been doing this, and, and I feel a huge difference. I, I really enjoy this. It's a better high, um, and it's it's way cleaner for your body. Don't you ever get to the point when you're smoking every day the way you do that you don't get as high as you like to, and you take a little break? No, I'm, I'm a... For the most part, I mean, I know it's early right now, but I got back from L.A. and I haven't been sleeping the last couple nights, staying in the hotel, staying out a little late. So I'm going to take uh -huh. a fat nap after this. <laughs> but for the most part, um, I smoke at night. Before Usually I'll smoke before jujitsu, go to jujitsu, um, train, come home. And then if I – sometimes I'll take another another bag. But if not, I'm only smoking once a day. I'm, I I get high as shit off a little bit of weed, and I think that's important because I know some people that can't get high. I'm like, yeah. dude, I take one. I, this bag will, I will, I'll be good. I have friends who complain about it all the time that you know they're just. I say just stop smoking for a while, clean out your yeah. system. Now I'm going to tell them to do this thing. The yeah, volcano no, is that what you call it? This is a volcano. Yeah, it's a it's a company in Germany that makes makes they're, they're really expensive. They're like high quality. Um, and they they have a bunch of different ones. This one's one you plug into the wall, but they have portable ones that are really quality that I like too. Very cool. One thing about Germany, no matter what they make, whether it's a Mercedes, a BMW, or whatever, they make the best stuff. You can be assured it's going to be great. So we get back to COVID nineteen here for a little bit. Uh, you know Ezekiel Elliott, the Cowboys running back. Yeah, he's got it. Tested wow. positive. He's tested positive. Dallas uh, came out yesterday that a number of Dallas Cowboys and Houston Texans players testing positive for COVID-19. The problem, yep, Ezekiel was shown on a boat in a party with everybody being close and distancing, I think it was back in April, right? And uh, there were a few people on that boat that all got COVID. Did, did he have an yeah. active case or did he test positive for antibodies? He's actively tested positive for the coronavirus. Wow. Yeah. So he's Man, young, so he's, gotta, he's strong. He's got to just quarantine then for two weeks or, what, or how long? I would suspect that, yes, I think it's a quarantine for two weeks, but I think it's basically a quarantine until you test negative. Yeah, I, I believe it's a minimum two weeks uh, until you can uh, test positive so for antibodies. kids or anything, he's got to completely just yeah. not... Locked in a room. Woo! Yeah, that's it. That's what you got to do. Yeah. That, was, so, that sounds horrible. That's crazy. And from what I've a little... heard, a, a lot of people that live in those family environments, they don't end up actually having to quarantine uh, from each other because you'll find that one person in a, a four, you know, uh, person family has COVID and is actively sick with it. And the other three all have antibodies. They've already, you know, processed it and passed it. That, that happened to a buddy of mine where he had to go to the ICU and his kids were completely fine. And his wife had a headache. That was it. 
but but he he had to go to the ICU and get on a ventilator. There's different variables. There's the CNN reporter Cuomo, yeah. uh, who got it. Everything was fine. He has his daughter by him. He goes back into the house. A week later, his wife and his kid have it after yeah. he got over. Right? Kristen has a relative that got it. Nobody got it. Again, two weeks after he was over it, now they're infected. It's a weird that friggin' weird. disease. It's weird. Yeah, it's, weird. it's one of those things that you just do your best. You know, do your best. And a lot of it, I think, unfortunately, is kind of out of our, out of our hands. Exactly. Yeah. I had a couple of notes here, and this is good for you, Sean. I'm a big collector of memorabilia. I highly suggest that anything you do in the octagon, from the shorts you wear to the wraps on your hands, everything, save everything. My and mama sign is. It. Good. Listen to your mom. It's her mama box. Absolutely. Okay. Do it. I mean, even my fight cards I hold in my hand, it's a piece of cardboard, and they've sold for as much as $4,000 for a single that's card. That's so sweet. You never know. It's all about supply and demand. You've got such a career ahead of you, and when you put that gold around your belt, everything goes up, okay, yep. including your price tag for your next fight, which we all yep. love to hear. I'm about you making millions, my friend. Thank I'm about you. you making it's millions. It's going to happen. It will happen. You believe it? You see it? You see it? Yes. I've seen it for. A, I've seen it when I had 10 bucks in my account. Then it's going to happen. Yep. Done. Done. Assured. I'm almost all there. Right. I'm almost there. <laughs> Good. Okay, Mark McGuire, remember when he uh, hit, and again, you might be too young for this, Sean, but uh, TJ, you, you like baseball. Do you remember when he hit the 70th home run baseball? Oh, yeah, uh, summer of 98, something like that? Yeah. Well, it was originally valued at $3 million, right? Mm -hmm. What? For some, for some reason, now it'll only sell for a half million, which is still okay. That's still all right. I don't know why it dropped, because well, collectibles during this time period, as I've told you, are going up like crazy. But I'm going to give you another example. I always tell you modern-day baseball cards are not worth the paper they're printed on, right, right? Right, They found a LeBron James-signed rookie card, of which they only made like 23 produced. Right. Okay. And it's by, made by Upper Deck. I wouldn't even touch an Upper Deck card except for looking at it because they're very pretty. It's about to sell for over a million dollars. I believe that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, something has a limited quantity like that. Rich guys, right. Sean. Rich dudes. Damn. I, Sean, I can't begin to tell you the price that goes for collectibles. You know, and I, 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 I've talked about this one on the show, the 61 Fleer pack of basketball that has the Will Chamberlain potential rookie in it. Yep. I bought it for 1100 I told you twice in the show it sold for 2400 Then I told you it sold for 2800 Now it's on auction with three days left, and it's at $3,700. On, like, what, eBay? Uh, eBay eBay that you can take these gold bricks if they're rated if they're graded correctly and they're the type of cars that I know to collect it's selling days it, it, every so time the, it's the, crazy that, gold that, bricks that gold pack bricks. on eBay is Bruce Buffer the highest bidder right now or no no I'm not going to bid for that I've already got I've got I've got two of them I got in at 1100 now they're worth 3 4 5000 whatever this Damn, thing goes that's for sweet. my investment is set I I got a good investment well, it's time I'll for you to I unload them <laughs> no, no no I did I unloaded a box, and this is the last thing I'm talking about in collectibles. I unloaded a box which had 36 unopened packs of 1981 Topps cards that had the Magic Johnson Larry Bird rookie card, okay, which is a th little three-panel card with both their pictures on it. Yeah. I sold that box for, again, here we go, $1,100, same price again, right? Uh, I sold it for. That box just sold for $6,500. I sold that box four years ago. Wow. That's Holy how much more shit. I would have made. Wow. So you think I'm going to sell this knowing how much it's going to go up? It's not yeah, going to go down. No hey, that, that segmented uh, card you were talking about, I told you this the last time we talked about it. My yeah, wife has it. Apart? My wife oh, has, has it. it. Yeah, but it's, 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 it's torn apart because that's what that's kids sad. do with baseball cards. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. of course. It's, it's still worth something, but not much. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's that's like wild. I, I collect antique weapons, and it, let's say you have a German Luger that's worth $5,000, right? 
if you re-blue it to make it look good, it's worth maybe now a thousand bucks. It kills the value. Right. The yeah. original condition and yeah. provenance when you sell collectibles. Whole nother conversation. Sean, it is such a pleasure having you on the show today. I am so excited every time I step in the octagon to roar your name. You know, when I'm in the octagon, I don't care if there's fans or there's no fans. It's always just you and me. It's always yep. you and me. I feel, I'm there I feel that. I feel yeah. it. I felt it. You know, I never take my eyes off your eyes. I'm right at you. That's the way I do it. And it's an honor and a pleasure. And I'm so excited to watch the future evolutionary process of your career because I will be around to see you put that gold around your waist. And I will be around to see those multi-million dollar paydays, my friend. Awesome. Okay? That got me fired up, Bruce. Thank you guys That's so it. much. I appreciate it. I'm super excited. Uh, hopefully, hopefully August, you'll be yelling my name again. I won't yell it. I'll roar it. Okay. There you go. That's right. That's right. We've been awesome. talking about it for a long time, Sean. We really appreciate it. Bruce, is, Bruce has had his eye on you for, for a long time, so to have you on the show today uh, means a lot to us. I'm a good awesome. judge of character, Sean. Yes, I'm you do. You do. I'll talk to you guys later. Have a good one. We'll see you, yeah, Sean. Cheers, my friend. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening to It's Time. And now, a special offer for all my listeners. I've been enjoying doing the championship audios and video introductions you've been ordering through BruceBuffer.com. Also, all the special occasions like weddings, birth of babies, you name it, I do it. Your wish is my command. So with that being said, for my friend TJ, let me show you how it's done. And now, it's time, introducing the champion, fighting out of the red corner. He is a champion podcaster. He stands six feet tall at a weight of whatever he wants. Presenting the producing champion of the world, TJ DeSantis. Your wish is my command. I can't wait to hear from you. How refreshing it is to talk to a young man on his way to gold around his waist, as I said, around to potentially becoming one of the most popular maybe the most successful, maybe even undefeated for the first time, you know, ever to have an undefeated fighter in their career. You never know what the future holds for this young man, but that was really refreshing. He's got a great head on his shoulders. I meant everything I said. And I would be really surprised, TJ, if the money and fame, as we've seen it affect other people without mentioning names. Right. I would be very surprised if it affects Sean O'Malley. I think he's got such a solid base to work from. I don't think we're going to see anything, but improvement as a human being right for the better i mean you know you know just just joking with him that he has the right hair for you know a skittles commercial you know he wasn't he wasn't outright ruling it out but you know he's someone who is uh you know very focused on uh promoting uh products like yourself uh that he believes in and um you know a lot of people would, would jump at the opportunity for any sort of mainstream sponsorship but you know sean o'malley is uh pretty motivated uh for the things that he's passionate about and mm-hmm. the, the word that comes to mind when I think about, you know, who he is, is just authentic. He's an authentic human being who's interested in what he's interested in. And that's martial arts and becoming the best fighter he can be. And, uh, you know, having fun and, and, you know, raising awareness for certain things that uh, he wants to bring uh, people uh, to the forefront of. Exactly. He's authentic. He's unique. And he's real. Mm-hmm. Those are great qualities. And we'll see how it develops. I think we said enough on that, and I wish him all the best in his career. Great get for the show today. Thanks for picking him up. TJ, please send me his information. Will because do. I definitely got some stuff. All right, everybody. 
That's our show for this week. Uh, we do encourage you all, if you're not aware of our, our listeners internationally, please know that on YouTube, we have the It's Time Bruce Buffer YouTube channel yep. where you can visually look at the podcast. As subscribe. We're on video today. Tell your friends. Sub- yeah, please subscribe and tell your friends. And eventually we'll be offering contests to our subscribers on the YouTube video. But we need to get to a certain level of subscribers and we'll make some very, very nice offers. And I'm talking about even tickets to a future UFC Ooh. when fans are allowed in the audience. And I'm going to offer that. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube video channel for Bruce Buffer's This Time podcast today. Okay? I've never asked you to do something, but I'm asking you to do it. Do it right now. What are you doing? Stop wasting yeah, right your time. Now. You Go. don't do it now. You're not going to do it. No. Yeah. No, and then also, I mean, this show alone, you can see, uh, you know, what we were talking about with Sean. You know, you can. How would you not? Yeah, I'm sorry, TJ. Yeah, you don't want to listen to the show. You want to watch the show. Well, I mean, we want right? people to listen as well. Definitely listen. Of course, of, of course. But, I take it back. But Thank if you, you want to, you want to get brought in on the inside. Like, I mean, we were kind of hanging out with Sean O'Malley in his living room a little while ago. Without a shirt, put on a shirt. Right. Without pot, smoke pot. Told it all. I mean, if you want to see it, here it is, folks, right there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a level of um, sort of uh, intimacy that you don't get through normal shows. Like, you actually kind of feel like we're hanging out. And uh, right now, in a, a time of social distancing, this is probably the best way to hang out with anybody. Without question, without question. One last thing on collectibles. Uh, there is a big auction happening. They're auctioning off Lou Gehrig, Babe Ruth. More rare baseball cards at an auction. These prices are going to be unbelievably out of the out of the fence. I'm going to keep track of this. We have to talk about this on future shows, and we still got to get Brian on the show. We got to we should oh, get yeah. Brian on the show for two reasons. We can talk about police, and we can talk about uh, collectibles. Yeah, right? I, I mean, it's been a while since I had a chance to chat with your brother Brian. Always a uh, a great guy to talk to, and uh, true man, gentleman. Yeah, very cool. All right, TJ. Time for me to go train, my man. I got an hour and a half of grueling workout ahead of me, and this has really got me pumped now. Sean's motivated me to get a really great workout in. Um, Listen, I wish you the best success, and tell the audience about your UFC show because this thing is taking off. Yeah, it's doing really well. Um, It's uh, every week on uh, the UFC Fight Pass Facebook page. You can uh, check it out there. We do uh, some pre-fight stuff. Uh, Sometimes we do post-fight stuff, but it's myself and Dean Thomas. We also take listener calls and uh, interview People like Sean O'Malley. Sean was just on the show. Um, we've had uh, Aljamain Sterling on the program. Uh, a lot of guys that are you know just coming off wins or or have fights coming up. It's called Extra Rounds, and it's uh, available every week on the UFC Fight Pass Facebook page. Very very cool. Very cool. All right, TJ. Listen, I want you to have a great week. Um, I will be back next week. I go to Vegas this week. I'll see everybody from the Octagon. We didn't even really touch on the show. I'll tell you real quickly. Sorry, I forgot to talk about this. There's a lot going uh, yeah. on. Well, we have a guest like Sean so O'Malley. You know. No. We got a main event with Alexander Volkov and Curtis Blades. Who doesn't want to see that? Shane Burgos, Josh Emmett going at it. Great fight. Raquel Pennington back in the octagon against Marion Renault. Uh, there's a lot of good fights here. Bilal Muhammad, he's always exciting to watch against Lyman Good. And Jim Miller fighting for what, the 150th time in the last year? He ties Miller, a record back- with uh, Donald Cerrone, 35. Oh. And I think they've actually outdone each other and tied each other a couple of times. So uh, it, it's a record that will continue to rise as long as those two uh, keep getting fights. It's wild. And on the prelims, listen to this. I'm going to give you three fights. Roxanne Modafari and Lauren Murphy, who Great was fight. a lot of C-Rock band fight, and Lauren. They got Courtney Casey and Jillian Robertson, Clay Guida and Bobby Green. That's going to be a fun fight. Honestly, okay? Bruce, that's a main event anywhere else in the world. I'm with you. You know what I mean? That's a prelim. Are you kidding me? Yep. Hell of a card. Yep. Hell of a card. I will see you all from the Octagon on Saturday. I'll see you all next week here for It's Time. Thank you again for all your orders for championship intros. Father's Day. I have been inundated with Father's Day videos and audios. Um, 
probably the time you see the show, I'll be on the road, but I'll still try to get them done for you. But we've been very busy here at Buffer Enterprises, very happily so, honoring the fathers as we honored mothers last month and every other uh, video and audio introduction that we do for you. So thank you very much. Also check me out at Cameo.com. Check TJ DeSantis out at Cameo.com. I still have yet to sell video. one, by the way. I haven't sold one. Be the you first. Haven't. We haven't talked about it. So now we're talking about it. I expect a sale. I want to hear about your sales next week. Come on, folks. TJ DeSantis. Right. Let him, let him I mean, I don't, I don't really know what they want from me, but whatever they want, I'll give it to them, especially Keep for money. Classy. Keep it classy. Do it. And you charge a very inexpensive price yeah. compared to me, my friend. So yeah. it's all good. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. Have a great week. Big cheers and no fears forever. Everybody set your goals. Write them down. Be a role model to your sphere of influence. Show people how to take care of yourself in this COVID-19 pandemic that we're in. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Keep your distancing. Practice safe. Be safe so we can all be safe. With that being said, set your goals. Write them down. Step on that path. And when you're on that path, whether you're out shopping with a mask or you're achieving something in business, personal life, family life, whatever, just be the best you can be because then you're winning. And that's what we're all about. Big cheers, no fears, keep winning. Be back next week, buffer out.